Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie, and I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. Um, why do you look like you're sitting in a hole? I just I don't know. I, for a friend. <laughs> I'm okay. There you go. I'm a little high, that. but okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having camera <laughs> issues. There we go. I can live with that. I also, it's Taking a little exception with my hair here, but whatever. Okay, fine. Hey, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to have you all here. Yeah, it is the Wednesday night update show, and we have all kinds of updates tonight, but... Right? Yeah, but first of all, thank you for all of that coverage last week. I was gone, and you just uh, rocked this place. We did, me and Rhonda. We had a great time. Yes, you did. You did awesome. Yeah, it was really fun. It was very fun. Rhonda's like, I want to do that again. I'm like, okay. Right? We're having a ball totally over can. here. Girls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes a ball. Sometimes we're flat out horrified at what's going on around here. But well, we're doing you know. Yeah. yeah. I want to say hi to Donna and Cranky and Jacqueline. Good to see your smiling faces over here. And let you guys know that uh, if you are listening live, come over and make a comment. Come join us. Yes, we're just uh, do. We're, we're having a party. Now, you might know that earlier today there was a live stream. Uh, we did a live stream of Chad Daybell. Well, not just Chad, but of, of the Daybell Ballo fiasco in court. Yeah. And um, so a few things came from that that uh, we should probably quickly go over. One is that Lori has been found incompetent to go to trial yet again and has now been ordered to another 180-day stay at the state mental hospital. Yes. So that's what's happened in there. Yeah, uh, that's not surprising, honestly. It's just going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because even just reading the comments on news stories about this, people are so pissed. Yeah. And demanding that they do something now. Well, no, <laughs> because yeah. we want Lori to stand trial, but we want it to be done in a way that there can't be a mistrial. Like it has to be done correctly. Whether right. It takes time we, or not. We, yeah, whether we like it or not, they're taking an abundance of caution here, and that's the way it should be. So that everything is done, there's no violation of her uh, civil rights, you know. And, you know, you can't try someone that is incompetent to be tried. No. But she's basically what they call repairable, which means Mm -hmm. she, it is expected that she will get to a point where she can be. But in the meantime, I just feel like we have to just be patient. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Yep. 100%. It's all we can do. And... You know, screaming at the justice system isn't going to make it better. I mean, it, is, it just, it is what it is no, at this point. It also, is. If you think that the doctors in that facility haven't been around the block a time or two, they have. Yeah. She's not fooling them. She's not, they know what fooling looks like. They're just mm-hmm. doing their jobs. It's just going to take some time. It is. It is. And we all just have to sit back and let it happen, you know, and that's that's the hard part with this case is that it feels like it's taking forever. And that's because it is. And these kinds of cases do take forever. And it is frustrating. 
But in the interim, we we need them to, you know, because right. we want them we want them to get it right the first time. We want justice to be fully served. Yeah. Yep. Well, but the other interesting thing today, and this really started last week with Chad's kids on Forty Eight Hours uh, spinning mm-hmm. a whole new, you know, narrative around Tammy's death, and you know, yeah. just uh, you know, it was quite obviously a defense. Uh, attorney's attempt at uh, creating some doubt, you know, about yeah. what uh, the story you think you heard. And of course it didn't match up with what has been said in the past and, you know, no big surprise there. But then now yesterday Pryor, who, by the way, John Pryor is in town. He wasn't mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, appearing via video yesterday or today with Chad, he was by his side. So that means yes, that uh, Pryor made the five hour drive from yeah. his office in Caldwell, Idaho, all the way to St. Anthony, Idaho. And that's mm-hmm. about, clear to St. Anthony is actually probably more than five hours, five and a half hour drive. Probably. Yeah, it's a ways. But we know that he filed some documents with the courts yesterday. So he's in town doing some work, obviously. Yeah. Um, now it would be a little hilarious to run into him. I feel like I would be so shocked. Like, you know, I, I don't go anywhere. So I don't know where that would happen. Just like Walmart, you know, but <laughs> I was thinking, like, if I walked face to face with Pryor, would I be like, oh, my God, I'd probably be grabbing Scott. I know that guy. Do you know who that is? You know. Which oh, is yeah. Weird. It would be really weird to run into him as it much would. as we have made fun of him. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we have made fun of him, but. Right. Only because he deserves it. No, because he's put himself out there in a way that allows for that. Well, yeah, I know. He's easy. Unfortunately, he's an easy target and we're petty. So it just it's uh, easy. He's a super easy target. <laughs> Today, he and Chad had matching resting toad faces. They both mm-hmm. looked like this. Mm-hmm. The just whole time. Like that. They were twins. They Straight were twins. twins. They could have just yeah. been brothers. It was so weird. Mm-hmm. Like, no emotion. Nothing, yep. you know, mm-hmm. cracked me up. Yeah, so crazy. But he did file some paperwork uh, yesterday with the courts that is very interesting. What he filed was a request to sever the joinder. Yeah. He says that his client cannot have an impartial trial while it is connected with Lori Vallow. So he really, uh, yep, they're throwing it out there. So with that little show with his kids last week, combined with this filing this week, are we seeing a crack in the armor? Are we seeing the beginning of the role? We think so. Mm -hmm, We do. Yep. I I think that this is the beginning of him rolling on her for a plea. Yep. Now, if that happens, please don't worry. The plea We'll still keep him behind bars for the rest of his life. Yeah, with everything that he's charged with, he's not going to get out of it. No. No. There's no way this community would allow that. There's no way that the people are out for blood around here. Well, right. And there's so much evidence. So much evidence. People have been convicted on much less. There's what you might call, to use a John Pryor word, a preponderance. Yeah. A preponderance. Wow. Yeah. What was the other word just recently that was so funny? Uh, voluminous. Voluminous. And, yes. Yeah. Voluminous was one. 
Mm-hmm. What would he get if he rolled? I, you know, it's going to totally depend on, you know, I, we think that he'll roll to avoid the death penalty. Mm-hmm. But, you know, are they going to let him plead to anything less than first degree murder? I don't think so. It but, depends on the case, on the kids, maybe, but on Tammy, no. We'll see. Yeah, and that's the other thing we have to realize is this is three different murders. So, yeah, depends on what their evidence is in all of them. But, you know, you know that he's going to try to. Yeah, the real hitch in his get along is going to be Tammy. Maybe mm-hmm. he can plead out kids by rolling on Lori. But Tammy, ooh, that's an that's an ouchie for him because mm-hmm. it definitely what you're going to do with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, she's charged with conspiracy on that one, but she wasn't even in the state when it happened. So, yeah. you know, what yeah. are they going to do? When when Seth heard a thump that time, yeah. that time, yeah. Garth, Garth, Garth. I don't okay. know. Whenever, whichever story Garth tells is actually the truth, which we will probably never know because he's told so many now. Chad's son. The thing that I can't get over on the whole, their new story of Tammy's death is that that is not at all the story that Chad told. Right. When Tammy died, Chad put a post on Facebook and in AVAL. I will find it at some point. I have scoured the internet. Now I know I have it screenshotted somewhere, but... And his Facebook page is now gone. Boo. But anyway, he himself said that they went to bed that night and Tammy had a cough and woke up the next morning and she had died in the night next to him. Yeah. That was his story. Yeah. He also said that it came as a shock because she was in good health. Good health and had been uh, training for a a triathlon or a, a marathon. So then, pretty soon, he's saying, oh, well, she was in failing health. Well, that's not what he said initially. Mm-mm. That's also not at all what her family says, her coworkers say, anyone else who knew her. Training for a marathon, for hell's sakes. She was not sick. No. She was not in failing health. And like her kids said, we weren't surprised. She was 49. What the hell are you talking about? You weren't surprised. Any health issues. You so, would be you know, very surprised if that were to happen to someone who's 49 years old and in good health. Like, come on. Well, she'd been going to bed earlier. Oh, well, then, of course, if she dies, who would be surprised by that? Right. I'm yeah. sure that the prosecutor has already subpoenaed her health records. Oh, yeah. They've but, got all that, I'm sure. You know, it's it's just so stupid. However, you know, because Garth then comes back and says, yes, I was in the other room and I heard a thump and I ran in the room and she was partially off the bed and I picked her up and put her in the bed. Oof. Oof. Yeah. It hurts. In Chad's own words, that's not at all what happened. No. Well, and Garth has told more than one story, too. I mean, you know, that there was one story where she was on the couch and he carried her into her bed and there's another story where he wasn't even home and Chad called him and said come home it's an emergency Uh so you know Uh whatever lots of questions about what time of day this truly was yes because supposedly initially right he just woke up to find her dead then there are other versions that this happened in the middle of the night Uh yep we don't know, my friends. No. These people are a bunch of liars. Yeah, very much so. But anyway, that, if you guys watch the 48 hours, oh my God. Yeah. 
my favorite. My dad did shoot a raccoon. Well, they didn't find a raccoon when they uh, dug up the pet cemetery. How do you know that he shot a rat- raccoon? Because he told me so. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh well, also, because <laughs> they put it in their secondary pet cemetery. Yeah. It was in. It was buried in a different pet cemetery, and the police didn't even look there because. How many pet cemeteries do these weirdos have? <laughs> also, apparently the ground penetrating radar they use to identify where to dig missed the uh, secondary pet cemetery. Apparently, because it doesn't exist. Then. I know, but it still made me go, you know, this is why I didn't want them living there. Mm-hmm. Have they killed a raccoon since and dug a hole and buried it somewhere? Right. Ugh. There really was a raccoon buried in the secondary pet cemetery wouldn't uh prior have had that dug up by now oh you know he would have the other part of that that makes no sense at all is that raccoons are nocturnal they get into your stuff at night that you don't see them running along the fence during the day that is not a thing Mm -hmm. like know your animals people right (laughs) like come on if you're gonna lie about something at least make it sound somewhat believable Mm-hmm. But yeah. also, the other part of that story, now that we're on the subject, that has troubled me. There's two fences at Chad's. There's one that runs along the side of a road. Well, yeah. okay, there's more than two fences. One of them, if you were to shoot something, you'd be shooting out onto Highway 33, which is a very busy highway. Mm-hmm. There's True. no way you do that. If you along the side of the house, along the canal, where all of the memorials and stuff were, if you shot that direction at a raccoon, you would be shooting directly at a neighbor's house. Yeah. Now, along the back of the property or the side, you'd be shooting into a farmer's field and towards neighbors that are a little further away. Right. But that's the only thing that I could be, the only place he could have possibly shot that uh, made sense to me. But I don't know. I mean, the whole story about him shooting... It it just doesn't. Anyway, I mean, that's something that we could debate forever, but it's something that just doesn't resonate. It doesn't. Well, and Joy says, you know, you saw it through the other morning, but your dog scared them out. Yeah. They wouldn't normally have been out. Not normally. No. It's just all... But look at what Paula's got to say. Yeah. She said, one man said Chad told him at the funeral that Garth was sitting next to the bed holding Tammy's hand as she passed peacefully. That that was on Dateline. Huh. See, these guys just can't get their shit straight at all. And that's really going to hurt them when it comes Mm -hmm. to court time, if court time ever happens. Yeah, but they're just trying to get some rumors out there that might uh, affect public opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's what they're trying to do. Unfortunately for them, public opinion is where it's at. That's already been uh, determined by finding two dead kids in the yard. That pretty much sealed that deal. And over a year ago. Nobody that I know, and believe me, whenever anything happens in the Daybell case, Vallow case, people contact us. Yeah. Did you see this? What do you think of this? What's going on with this? I mean, we hear about it all. And and it's fine. It's good. It's because um, we only have, you know, these sets of eyes. So we mm-hmm. love it. But I have had so many friends and family reach out to me and go, did you see that 48 hours thing? Yeah. What the hell? Right? <laughs> Nobody watched that and went, oh, well, clearly this man is innocent. His children right. know it to be true. No one's looking at it that way. 
Nobody. No. Unless they already were a Chad sympathizer. And there are a few of those out there, but not enough. Now, we we must have a few on this channel, actually, because we always get a couple of thumbs down votes whenever we talk about this case. <laughs> so I don't know who, whoever you are. I mean, I guess whatever. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Yeah. But anyway, that's what's going on. Now, they did also vacate the November trial, <laughs> which, you know, we all knew that was never going to happen by November. No. Here's the other thing that really made me laugh. Remember when little Marky Beans stormed into the prosecutor's office in St. Anthony with his thumb drive in his pocket, wanting them to put all of that data on it and turn over all of those things? And one of the things he was demanding was the uh, grand jury transcript. This was clear back in June. Yeah. The judge said today that the the grand jury transcript is still not ready. It will be ready soon. So that idiot drove clear from Caldwell to St. Anthony, forced his way in there, acted like a complete jackass, demanded that they give him all this info that they weren't even they didn't even, even have it yet. Him. They didn't even have it, and they still don't have it. Anyway, that one cracked yeah, me up. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Mr. Neutered Beans, man, you don't hear a word out of that dude anymore. He does so much as that down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very much. I will say there was a bit of emotion on Wood's face today, which doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. But when the judge said that he was going to go ahead and commit Lori for 180 more days, he looked flat out disgusted. He and did. when the judge asked, do you have any, you know, reservations here, anything that you, you know, want to ask, or do you have any objection? He went, no, your honor. <laughs> in a way that I went, oh, you don't get that from him very often. But he doesn't crack often, but when he does, it's pretty it. epic. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Joy says, you know the attorneys have someone watching. True, they probably, probably do. Well, if you're a spy, how are you? <laughs> nice to meet you. Feel free to give us a thumbs down. We don't care. <laughs> it's fine. We can roll with it. It's all we right. That's nothing compared to what, uh, you know, we took off of the Slab City case, so... We can oh, really handle anything now. Yeah, we really can. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much all that's going on. The, the next big thing there will be in October. I believe it's October 8th. I'll have to double check that. But sixth, I think. Okay. In October, they are doing, they'll have the status hearing, not the status hearing, the hearing to determine venue. Maybe. I mean, Maybe they've been trying two. to have this for over a year. And but. they've scheduled it for two days. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, really? Is it going to be that long? What is prior mm-hmm. going to pontificate about this time? Right. Good Lord. The but. coverage on East Idaho News. That's what. Uh-huh. Probably. Yeah. Well, that'll be interesting because, you know, they did fight back and forth about uh, using agencies that weren't qualified to do studies. And we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah, that'll be two days in October, and that'll be really the next thing, probably, that we hear from this case, at least in the court. Unless they schedule a hearing to address the severance of the cases before that, that which could happen. Yeah, Yeah. but that hasn't, there's no date on that yet, so. Mm -hmm. Nope, but they also, uh, they had discussed a status conference at the same time as the uh, discussing, uh, you know, moving venue, so. Yeah. uh, We'll see. So that, that's what's up. Yeah. yeah. Next uh, 
I almost said next on the docket. And then I realized that's not our thing. That's Scott Reich's thing. That's Scott Reich's thing. <laughs> you know, I love Scott Reich, but I just watched a show of his where he got the facts about this case wrong like five times in one video. Um, and I was does. like, dude, who's he doing sometimes He says the wrong names. Yeah, he's he messed up several things. And I was like, oh, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Get it right, Scott. Only Come on, man. Only because Katie and I can recite the facts of this case in our friggin' sleep after we could have been Jeopardy on this case. We, yes, could. we could, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. We don't want to. We Who's don't. Alex Cox for one hundred? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> A failed comedian turned murderer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, we really could. But who would we be playing against? Like other podcasters or you know true crimers or. I totally don't know, but I don't know the, the Cox family themselves. I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. No, no, no. I don't want to do that. Yeah. No, they crazy. I don't want mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. to do that. Anyway, totally. well, you may have seen our show on Monday about the Downard Funeral Home. This or you may case. have not, if you heeded our trigger warning. There is a trigger warning on that case. Uh, it's a little intense. Okay, we learned something. We put a trigger warning on it because it is very macabre and a little hard to hear. And because of that, that case has been watched four times more than in, in like, you know, in, in 48 this time hours. Frame. Yeah. So apparently we just need more trigger warnings. I, I guess. People apparently y'all like that. Oh my God, we don't like a bunch it. of sickos. Just kidding. This case I mean, is so bad that my husband has forbidden me from discussing it with him. <laughs> right? He said, "Don't. I don't want to hear any more about it. I don't want to hear anything more about this." <laughs> so I have uh, proceeded to tell him a lot more about it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. Poor guy. He's like, my God. Can we just talk about I don't know unicorns for a minute? Anything but this. Anything. So when we reported that case, we said that the police had recovered several bodies, right? Mm -hmm. And some human fetuses from the funeral home. We didn't have an exact number. They didn't provide an exact number. But yesterday they did. Yeah. So they recovered 12 bodies, human adult bodies, in uh, various stages. I don't know why I had to say human. I That should have been... <laughs> implied but it, that's how it came out <laughs> they uh, were not alien this is not that show no not that show no 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 not, not taxidermy these were the humans anyway yeah. uh stop right now anyway <laughs> uh 12 12 decaying bodies in different stages of decomp why we don't know but it gets so much freaking worse oh it does 50 fetuses guys Five o fifty. On the bodies, they have been trying really hard to identify them and get them back in. Uh, oh Lord, I almost said contact with their families. At least get get their get their families abreast as to what's going on. Yes. Figure out how why are they there? What's happening? Those are they, things were they supposed to have been cremated? What was the purpose? Why, why were they? Yeah, what did they need to do? Um, they announced, they, the Idaho State Journal said today that the police are saying that 
the 50 fetuses were taken into custody and taken to Boise by the Ada County coroner, mm -hmm. they are saying it would be extremely difficult to match them up to who they belong to. We Why are they there? Well, another mortician said, she said that they are most likely there because they were stillborns. So in Idaho, yeah. any fetus that is 20 weeks or further in gestation or 350 grams has to be processed by a funeral home. They have to be cremated or buried and go through a funeral home. Yeah. They apparently had a deal with Portniff, which is the local hospital there in Pocatello, to take care of those fetuses. Right. The things that we don't know are how long have they been collecting these fetuses? That's right. one. Two, have they been handing out ashes to people and telling them that this is their cremains when they right. haven't cremated? Because, yeah, were their parents expecting ashes back? I would be very curious to know how many stillbirths they actually have at Portneuf in a year. Because I know that that's a high number to me. So many. Yeah. Then of course, uh, someone had asked, uh, is it possible that these were from coffin births? No. And coffin births are something that happens after uh, when a body has died when a human has died a person human why do I keep doing it when a person has died and they uh as they start to decomp their pressure builds up in their abdomen and will force out a fetus if there is one apparently coffin births are quite rare and uh well, if people are embalmed that's not going to be the case right. and so that shouldn't be the case uh at least by and large so why did they have all of these fetuses yeah, Stella says, were they selling body parts? Well, it sure makes you wonder, doesn't it? We don't know, but it yeah. is certainly is one question. Yeah. The other thing that we learned is that, so they had had a deal, an arrangement with Idaho State University for their anatomy and phys classes and uh, PA school to provide the cadavers. So, you know, as you probably know, you can choose to donate your body to a medical school or to science when you pass. Mm -hmm. And the process of doing that involves some legal paperwork between you, the school that you are donating yourself to, and the funeral home that they have an arrangement with. Yeah. So there's a, you know, a series of forms that everyone signs and family members sign and they're notarized. And we all know when Grandpa Joe dies, we call Downard. They will come and get him and they will then pass his body along to ISU, right? Right. Grandpa Joe is an analogy, not a real person, but. Yes. Okay. So a year ago in May, apparently ISU has had multiple uh, problems and concerning issues with Downard in the last while. And in May of 2020, they ended their relationship with them and renewed a relationship with another funeral home for their needs in the future. Well, yeah. in doing that, they had to reach out to 
a bunch of people who they had paperwork on file for who said that they were going to be donating their, you know, loved ones remains, right? Well, big problem. Some of those people have already died and Downard had already taken their bodies and led them to believe that ISU had received them long ago. And, and ISU had not. So there are people missing quite literally. There are missing bodies quite literally. So are they some of those 12? Maybe. But, I don't know. But that was a year ago. That was a right. year ago. And the problems were, you know, had led up to that. And so this is, where did those bodies go? Right. So people are literally missing. Because what happens with those bodies is that they use them for a certain amount of time. Then they are returned to the funeral home, cremated. And at some point in, you know, years to come, after a body's donated to science, the family will probably receive their cremains back. if they have Right, right. Yeah, because they, they can't use them forever, obviously. At some point, they'll call them and say, hey, uh, you know, that's, they're, they're done. And now we have cremated and we have these, you know, cremains for you to come and get or to send to you or whatever. So mm -hmm. anyway, that's kind of the other leg of this is that, and ISU says that they have been making complaints all along. The, mm -hmm. the other part of this is that the authorities really dropped the ball on this place. Oh, man. It sounds like there have been people complaining forever all mm -hmm. summer about the smell. ISU's complaining. Mm -hmm. People, you know, people but are. They've had like, many they citations over the last five years or so. They've had wow. a bunch of citations and they just keep letting them operate mm -hmm. to the point that we get to this, yeah. to this hellscape in this funeral home with all of these people. And yes, the thing that gets to me the very, very most are the babies, the, the, oh, the fetuses. Yeah, yeah and, and you're and you're right, Cranky. Fifty seems like a lot in one it hospital. Does. And yeah. maybe they had arrangements with other hospitals too, but other towns with hospitals have funeral homes, so I don't know right. why so it seems they unlikely. would. But yes, why indeed? And that is a question that law enforcement has been totally unable to answer at this point. Yeah. They don't know. Uh, if you have even in the last year had a stillborn in Pocatello, you've got to be absolutely beside yourself right now, wondering, yeah. could that one of my fetus could, you know, be there? But then my question is, do you have cremains? Did they send you something? Yes. Lots because... of people are saying that they owe them cremains that they have never sent them. So that's Something. And some people saying that they have ashes that seem more like campfire ashes than not and not cremains. Like, yeah, woods. So and cremains. were they faking some of these? And if they were faking, why were they doing? Yeah, still a billion things to answer. Uh, mm -hmm. Way too soon. No charges have been filed yet. Uh, we really believe that charges will be filed, though. In this case, oh, at this point, they're going to have to be. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, the locals are screaming for it. Oh man. Screaming from the rooftop. People in Pocatello are furious. Oh, they're just sick. Sick inside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And furious. Yeah. This has definitely been going on for years. So yeah. at any rate, that's what we know so far. We will definitely keep updating this story as more becomes available because holy hell, right? right. I'm just so glad this didn't happen in Rexburg. I mean, we have, we have enough on our plate. Right. But, oh. Gross. It's just so awful, all of it. Super. Yeah. 
So there's that. Now, a couple of interesting things going on in the Maxwell case. Oh my gosh. Some barn burners, actually. There's a couple of huge. interesting things. Uh, first of all, apparently a couple of months ago, after Bill Cosby got his freedom, her attorneys ran right into court and tried to get her off on the same technicality. And the judge yeah. said, nah, this is a totally different case. It does not apply. No. You know, there were immediately worries about that. I mm -hmm. saw, you know, online people talking about because of what happened with him and that this was just, you know, legal bullshit that got him off. Not that he didn't do what he did. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that we didn't want this to, you know, be a trend toward mm -hmm. other cases of of sex abuse and assault and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, but, you know, that they are just 100 percent sure that Ghislaine should never have to be, you know, held accountable for anything, which is just. Well, the judge is not having it. The judge, did you know the judge in this case is a woman? Yes. She's a badass. But so last week, apparently Ghislaine has a room of that she carts. She has a cart, a big metal cart that she has all of her paperwork and files and everything on that she uh, carts into this private room every day that she sits in to meet with her attorneys through glass to work on her case. And apparently this goes on for hours daily that she's really participating in her own defense, whatever. Anyway, what are they doing well, daily? Last week, she used the metal cart to barricade herself in that room. Oh, and took some time for them to get her out of there. So now she's not allowed to have the cart and that she can only take into that room to meet with her attorneys with whatever she can carry because she doesn't get to have the cart anymore because she abused the, the privilege of having the cart. Mm -hmm. And of course, her attorneys are stomping, howling mad yet again that their client is not being treated fairly. And I the justice system is like, uh, we don't have to let her have extras like that. No. Sorry, man. But No. I mean, how many people do you think that aren't famous Yeah, have a friggin' metal cart to carry their papers around with? They don't. They don't. The fact that she even had it at all was bullshit. She should never have had that. Yeah. But that is nothing compared to the latest ruling by the court. Oh, my goodness. This is... This is a biggie. So they're supposed to be going to trial in November. And her attorneys say that there are two co-conspirators that the prosecution keeps referencing, but they are refusing to release their names mm -hmm. for their own safety. Mm -hmm. Well, the judge said, nah, that's not how the criminal justice system works. Nope. You guys cannot withhold the names. You cannot withhold the discovery you have with these people. No, you have to reveal it. You have to release it all. That is public knowledge. That is knowledge for the court. And it is most certainly knowledge for the, the prosecution or for the defense. Right. And so she's saying that uh, here in the very near future, they have to release the names of the two co-conspirators that uh, are also deeply involved in this case. So, of course, that has the conspiracy stuff going off the rails of right. who this and might who be. But there are two people that will be named very shortly in this case. Um mm -hmm. You know, pro provided that the prosecution does what the judge says, I'm assuming they will, but well, they'll um, be forced to. 
you know, she, and, and she's right. I mean, she says Maxwell or, you know, Ghislaine, Ghislaine, I always say her name wrong. It's Ghislaine. Ghislaine. She and her defense absolutely have the right to know, you know, all, all, all aspects of the case. Basically, they're saying you can't pull surprise witnesses and surprise co-conspirators out of a hat when no. you already know who they are. You know, right. And protecting them for their safety. So who are they? And does that mean they're not currently in jail? Because I think it does. Right. And why are they not in jail? Call her pedophile. Good. Good idea. Yeah, there you go. Just pedophile. No, we'll just refer to her as pedophile. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. Well, exactly. And how much are we protecting these people? I also hope that they have uh, detail on the judge because I think her life could be in danger as well. And honestly, I guess if those co-conspirators have to be taken into, you know, a safety situation, you know, in order to make it to trial, then maybe so be it. Well, I think so. And certainly everyone has the right to know who they are. Absolutely. And I'm damn tired of people being protected in this situation yeah. these people are friggin monsters uh-huh. yeah yep 100 allegedly allegedly yes they are allegedly monsters Joy, because one is royalty right mm-hmm. they can't charge prince andrew because he's not in the u.s yeah yep he may still be taken care of though i mean I'm not too concerned about it, but, uh, well, you know, the Royal family has pretty much done everything they can to shut that down in England because they don't want the bad press. No. Maybe they're high-class people, wealthy. Right. Exactly. Well, because of course they are, Mm -hmm. because that's who all of this was about, you know? Right. Yeah. And it could be, could be people whose names we know, right? It certainly could be. Yeah. Yep, it wouldn't surprise anybody at all at this point if it's uh, a politician or a famous person or mm-hmm. some kind of a socialite. It probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Yep. And yep, she is very used. You're right, Erin. She's very used to uh, being treated like she's different and, and privileged. Well, which... all she has done is bitch about getting treated badly in jail ever since she's been in jail. Dude, you're, you're in jail. In jail. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You're in jail, bro. That's that's how it goes to jail, as it turns no, out. It, yeah. it, it is. And and she hasn't been treated badly. She's just been treated the same as every other prisoner there. Has she and though? That's what she doesn't like. But no, I mean she I mean obviously if she's got that stupid cart. Yeah. No, she hasn't yeah. been. Because they don't give prisoners things like that that they can use to barricade doors or use as a weapon or something. They mm-hmm. don't. That's a safety issue. Mm-hmm. Totally. She's no, she has not. But also the amount of times they've gone back to court and tried to get her out of bail is laughable. It's Mark Means laughable. It's beyond Mark Means laughable. They keep off. They will offer the judge more money. How about 25 million? We'll give you 25 million. What about 50 million? Mm -hmm. And the judge is like, no, stop with this shit. We already know what happened uh, to Epstein. We're not going to let it happen again. Now, of course, that did happen in, you know, 
in the care, but uh, she's, yeah, we're not. Right. She has a cell phone. Right. Uh Uh-huh. She's getting special treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Janie, we want to go to CrimeCom so bad. It is totally in our plans this year. We really hope that it's not too COVID-y out for us, for our our bad immune system asses, but it's our plan. (laughs) It is. It is. We want to. So that's something we're looking into about how we could because it Mm -hmm. is, um, sounds so damn fun. I can't even understand it. I know it's in Vegas. I think it's in Vegas in March. Yeah. And that for us, I mean, that's a very short little plane ride. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's the plan. It's the hope. We're, we're trying to get our stuff together so we can go. Yes, we are. But so that's kind of it. I actually had a few DNA for the win case. I have one. Oh, good. Good. Because none of my really stuck. Go ahead. No, no, I have one. This is on the Jenna home case. So you guys oh. will remember, we've been covering the Jenna Home case for mm, six-ish months now. Yeah. Jenna was um, having a, a personal crisis, frankly, when the police came and in the midst of trying to deal with her, one deputy hit and killed another deputy, which is a horribly sad situation. Mm-hmm. But what they've done is they've tried to pin that on Jenna, even though... Jenna was not driving the car that had killed the deputy. She was actually laying on the ground, tased at the time that it happened. Yeah. And we've been following this. Um, I was part of a group that has tried to assist her. Someone in that group actually bonded her out. She's mm-hmm. been out for about six months now. She's doing quite well. But um, a while back, we reported that the the internal investigation from the Bonneville County Sheriff's Office had finally come back. And they had her attorneys had had to fight like hell to get any of that information. And basically, the internal investigation showed that there were a huge number of mistakes made by the deputies themselves that led to, sadly, the death of the officer. Yeah. So then this came forward that um, they have new the. Um, her jury trial has been postponed. It was actually supposed to be sometime in August and it never did happen. They've now postponed it because they have um, new evidence. I'm sure some of it is, you know, that internal investigation. Some of it also though is a case that is before the Idaho Supreme court right now in which um, it's a similar kind of situation to what happened with her. Mm-hmm. And so they were, um, they've, they have postponed her trial. I, I got to tell you what I really think is going to happen is that her charges are going to get dropped. Mm-hmm. I Very don't go to try it Yes. Very, Very quietly. And we will have to scream to the rooftops about it. And you know um, we will. Because honestly, when they are dropped, I really hope she turns around and sues Bonneville County because she spent a year in jail awaiting her trial because she could not afford to bond out. Mm -hmm. During COVID, no less. During COVID. but And that jail was had a horrible outbreak of COVID. It did. She was Um, just sitting in there waiting for charges. Yeah, for for a jury trial that, uh, well, it's so crazy because uh, the... Police department did everything they possibly could to prevent 
her attorneys from receiving this evidence. They said it was because of attorney-client privilege, which is ridiculous. Finally, the judge said, this is wrong. She has every right to know what that said. It's a part of her defense. And so what they finally got was a summary of all of their findings of all of the reasons that the officers screwed up Uh that led to that officer's death. So this is good news. Yeah. Yep. And I'm really, I'm just very pleased because Jenna is innocent and she has, there, there is no reason why she should have served any jail time at all. And yeah, different laws when you were poor. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So wrong. But at this point, I really, I'm going to bet this won't even go to trial. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, she is out. She's working. She's stable. She's trying to cobble a life back together because she's sober. Literally everything from her. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she has. She has rebuilt her life. She, I've been very amazed at how well she has done and continues to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. So good news on that front. Yeah. Angie came in and said, I'm late tonight. I wanted to say I absolutely love Rhonda. Christy, you were <laughs> glowing and so giddy to have the love of your life by your side. You two are adorable. I told you guys you were going to love Rhonda. She's so right. She's so the best. Wonderful. And- she had so yeah. much fun. She's like, I, I want to do that again. So she will. We've, she we've got some contagion going on around here. Yeah. 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 But both of my kids that have done the show with us have asked me, can I come on again? When are we going to do something again? Oh, we will. Oh, don't you worry. Yeah. There's always going to be a time that somebody can't be here. Dude, we do <laughs> five and seven shows a week. We, yeah. Yeah. We, we need fill in sometimes. We're, we're yeah. well over 300 episodes now. So. <laughs> For sure. Well, and we also, um, our other sister, Kara, Mm -hmm. her husband was actually urging her last week, wouldn't it be fun to get all four of you on a show? And we went, dude, everyone's been asking for it. You know, you guys will also adore her. She is adorable and funny and has a lot of insights that uh, she keeps mostly to herself till you drag them out of her. And she's Mm -hmm. amazing. Yes, she is. We'll do it. We'll we'll get all four of us one of these days. Yeah. So about psychic hour, actually, while we're talking about it, we're going to have to make a little change. We're going to bump the psychic hour to eight o'clock until the end of our nephew's football season. So we have a nephew that is a freshman this year. All of his games are at 430 on Thursday, which puts us running just late enough that we cannot make a seven o'clock show. So, and we don't want to miss his games because what kind of ants would we be? So we're just going to move the psychic hour this fall to 8 p.m. Mountain time until, uh, you know, until the event that his season is over. And then we'll go back to seven for the winter. But for the fall, we're just going to have to make that change. Yeah, it's worth it. But it is. So it'll be eight o'clock tomorrow night. And we got to go yell for Jack and <laughs> and his team. But uh, it is the, it's marching orders. It's the first show of the month. Mm-hmm. And so thank you, Angie, so much. Uh, it is, yeah, it's marching orders. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Be there at eight. But also the other thing that you need to know is that we have a brand new feature that is going on around here. We the do. second Tuesday of every month is the cold read live stream party Mm -hmm. and 
it's five dollars. Yeah, it's four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. So all you have to do to join that is go over to our page on YouTube and click the membership button. You can do two things. You can join Spirit School, which is $14.99 a month. That gives you one meditation and two classes with us a month. And it admits you into the live stream cold read party. Yeah. If you don't want to do Spirit School and you just want to do the cold read party, it's $4.99. You just subscribe right there. And then the second Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. Mountain, we are going to have a live stream where it will just be you guys who've you know paid to be there. We're asking you each to bring a case, bring a case, bring the bones, you know, bring a few details to, you know, school us on it. So we know what we're doing and we will do a cold psychic reading on it. So we thought that would be a really fun way for you guys to be the sleuth, right? And bring Mm -hmm. us the info, but also for us to be able to cover more cases because, oh my goodness, we have so many suggested. There's just no possible way to get to all of them. So this is yeah. a way to be able to, you know, do a few more. Yeah, it will. It's going to be really fun. I'm excited about it. And uh, yeah, I'm really curious to see what you're going to bring us. Yeah, oh, me too. They're going to try to stump us. You know they're going to try to stump us, right? I Probably. <laughs> Somebody probably. will. Somebody will. Yeah. That's why there's two of us. You know, if one gets stumped, the other one, well, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do our low best. That's for sure. Yeah. But speaking of spirit school, meditation, 10 a.m. on this Sunday. And then uh, Christy will be here on the third Tuesday, right? With, uh, mm-hmm. let's see, you are at uh, Third Eye Chakra, right? Yeah. We're going to be talking about developing your intuition. Nice. It's going to be a lot of fun. Wonderful. Uh, on the meditation this month, we are going to do. A clearing and releasing. I'm going to be using a drum and singing bowls to create a really uh, great place for clearing anything that's just stuck in you that needs to go. Drumming is amazing for this process. Mm -hmm. And then a singing bowl to draw you back up. So uh, we'll clean the slate and then we'll fill you back up with light to have a good month, right? Somebody (laughs) didn't silence their cell phone. Uh Uh-oh. Whoops. Spoiler alert, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, what of my kids called? Because if they don't call while I'm on my show, well, yeah, they do. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. <laughs> All righty, you guys, I think we have done it. So 8 p.m. tomorrow night, be here. Yeah. If you have not checked them out this week, we do have three new cases. Of course, we have the funeral home situation. We have the uh, Bigfoot. Yep, we have the Bigfoot show show and the Bridgewater Triangle that went live this morning. So, so much good stuff. And then, of course, also, if you missed the live stream earlier about the Daybell case and you're interested, probably got to go check that one out, too. For sure. Yep. All righty. Well, this has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, guys. (laughs) 